Hey, what's up podcast? This is Dan. I've got a really exciting episode here. Uh, this is an episode where I interview Shinjini Daz of the Daz Media Group. I don't want to tell you too much because I don't want to give too much away for this episode. Just really excited. Uh, Shinjini's got a really big presence online. Um, she's got a lot about her, a lot that she's done in her career at such a young age as well. Um, she talks a little bit about her book, some of the articles that she's wrote as well, or written. Um, it's just a really great interview. Um, I love the energy and passion that she brings, um, you know, about being a, a young uh, woman in the world of entrepreneurship, um, you know, facing the challenges and adversities in that, um, what it takes to be a go-getter. Um, you'll find out more about that in the episode. There's just such great content here, and um, we're you know, just really appreciative of having her on the show, and, you know, if you haven't been listening lately, and this is the first time tuning in, um, or this is just the first time you've ever tuned in, you know, really, like, soak up everything that Shinjini talks about in this episode, um, in the interview, and, you know, uh, think about some of the points that we talk about, the, you know... (sighs) really key things to take away i don't want to give away too much that's why i'm not saying that anything but also go back and take a look at some of the other interviews you know there's there's been i've been really privileged to have some amazing people come on the podcast um you know take a look at the other interviews as well because everyone's story is just as amazing no matter how many followers they've got um or you know whatever um i just really think you should check those people out as well but I just want to say, really grateful for your attention and even tuning in in the first place. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, and you know I'm trying to do little things here and there, like competitions and that sort of thing, to give back and say thank you because it does mean a lot. You know, I don't do this like for money or whatever. I I don't get paid to do it. It's just all off my own back, and you know it means that I put a lot of heart and soul in it. So when I see that people are listening and, you know, especially when they give feedback as well, really means a lot. Um, if you do get a lot out of the podcast and you really like it, please leave a rating and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm not sure if you can do it on Spotify and Google Play Music, but if you've got the ability to do it, please do it. It really, really helps. Um, it means a lot as well. So, yeah, that's my little spiel anyway. I'm not going to go on anymore because I want you to listen to what's probably about over an hour of uh, the interview. Um, I just think you're going to find a lot in this episode's takeaway and just hopefully enjoy it as well. So enjoy the episode, guys. Good evening and welcome to Know Yourself. This is Dan Udell and I'm here with Shinjini Das. Um Shinjini has got a long list of different things, so I'm going to go through them as quick as possible. <laughs> she is a Huffington Post contributor. She's been to the Forbes Under 30 Summit. She is a speaker, motivational speaker. She's also an advocate for women's uh, you know, equality. Um, also invited to the UN headquarters in recognition as a global hero for international advocacy. Um, she's been profiled on Inks Magazine as a global hero as well. Um, is featured on ABC News, Business Insider, Fox News, iHeartRadio, and a lot of different <laughs> other stations as well. There is a lot here. Um, I think um, Shinjini's just finished a memoir as well, Unapologetically Shinjini Das. Um, so we'll speak a little bit about that later as well. Um, and is also, last but not least, 
founder and CEO of the Das Media Group as well. So that is quite a lot there. And I've also got a really nice uh, quote here as well that I found. Um, and it's, I fell in love with myself. That's not egotistical. That's something we should all be proud to say. And I was just really like touched reading that and thought it'd be really nice sort of tone to start the podcast episode with. So I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for coming on. It means the world to me. Thank you, Dan. You're amazing. And I am, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm just freaking out because I forgot that you're like in the UK and your accent and just everything like being global, like it, it means the world to me. So thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> no problem like I was uh I was, went to see my dad earlier today and I was I was telling him about you and um I was I was going through everything and he turned around and he said she's 26 <laughs> and I was yeah. like I was like yeah and uh he was like she has done a lot uh he said that's gonna be a really interesting interview because my dad listens to the podcast <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it, I love it. No, no, look, I mean, I'm thrilled to hear that because, and I'm sure we'll get into this, Jen, but I'm coming from an immigrant background, you know, me being Indian, and you know, know, there's a couple of Indians in the UK. (laughs) Uh, It's it's been really hard. It's been really hard. I mean, they don't, you know, parents don't really understand what I do, and, you know, they're concerned, and they're like, oh, you should just be at Google, and why aren't you there? And so, no, I'm, I'm touched to hear that, right? Because there are times when uh, it is very frustrating because my community, and, and I'm sure London and the UK, and I think you're from Worcestershire, if I saw that right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, it's it's not that different, you know? So as a community, as a, as a country, you know, India and Indians, we have a long way to go before we embrace entrepreneurship as a valid career choice. So please thank your dad. Uh, because he gets it, he gets it, you know, um, so no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he, he he appreciates the hustle, and uh, he probably will be stalking your Twitter for the next few weeks, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it, no, no, keep it coming, keep it coming. <laughs> so, how I usually start out the episode is, um, just to give the audience a little bit of context, um, you know, because what is your if I mean I was gonna say if you're writing your own book but you have yeah. like yeah. what's your chapter one look like you know your origin story if you were like a superhero you know what would your first comic book look like um or like the first five minutes of the film about Shinjini what would that look like oh my goodness I love it okay so you know what I'll tell you then um the first chapter of my book unapologetically Shinjini my first memoir at 26 which is an ebook now and you know it's done pretty well it's doing pretty well so now we're gearing up for the next uh level launch um in paperback and and kindle and this and that so I'll tell you this then the first chapter is India and uh, I say that because it is my foundation it is you know, my root, uh, it is where everything started, you know. Um, so for me, it is India. Because I was actually debating that should I title it Asia or should I title it India? Because I uh, spent, you know, I was born in India, first five years in India, zero to five, five to nine in Malaysia. And so combined, Asia was my foundation for the first almost 10 years of my life, which, you know, as a child, you know, 10 years is a lot, you know, and the first 10 years really, I think, define a lot for a kid, you Mm. know, Um, and so either you're trying to, you know, get away from that, right, or you're trying to 
uh, remember that, right? And so for me, you know, I really thought about it. And for me, it is India, you know, which is why even today you see that, you know, that I've always pulled back to my, you know, home country, home roots, home this, home foundation, because I just think it's so important. And, you know, the few, I feel like minorities who have made it in the media, either they forget about where they came from, right? Or they're so desperate to become American, British, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like they literally just ignore that side of them, right? They kind of sell that part of them away. Yeah, because I mean, I I look at it from, you know, this uh, country, you know, because it's it's very difficult, right? To make it in the media in America when you're not white, right? Like 100%, right? Like just that's reality. And so the ones that I've seen, you know, Indians, South Asians, somewhere I feel like there's a struggle, right? Of how ethnic should I go? And then they end up like not going to ethnic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so long story short, India is my foundation. That's the movie. That's or rather the beginning. That's <laughs> not the whole movie. Uh, beginning of the movie. Um, that is the beginning of the comic book. That that is me, you know. Um, and it's just really important for me to always go back to it because, like I said, we started the podcast with this. And I mean, entrepreneurship. Me being a female. All of this is very different, you know, for what I'm doing. Um, not to you know, whatever, but I mean, it's just just the reality, you know, there's just not a whole lot of me uh, in the media, right? Um, With my background as an engineer from Georgia Tech, from, I mean, there's just not. And so it is my duty to always call back to the home country because I need the other girls, you know, who are interested in entrepreneurship, but who face immense resistance from the family, right? Who don't want to get an arranged marriage, right? And all these issues that are super prevalent even today that everybody loves to uh, hide, right? And and say that like, no, it's not like that anymore or whatever. But the fact is a lot of it is still like that. You know, I just feel like it's my duty to really pull those people up. Yeah, build them up and give them a platform to be able to talk about their life and also uh, to have the courage to go after entrepreneurship. Um, yes. You know, because it is scary. Like I remember um, reading something, you know, that you would up and quit your job at the age of 24 and Mm -hmm. I imagine in your culture and I I don't want to speak for you but this is just from my understanding that'd be very much going against the grain if that's what not what the family wants totally and and to this day there are fights right to this day there are arguments that to this day there is a lot of (laughs) discontent um, but hey, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? I think something that I realized, I would say I'm 24 actually, Dan, was that this is my life. And if I don't do it my way, I'm going to be unhappy the rest of my life. Right. And so, you know, cause by the way, I, I, and I'm sure you do too, Dan, I mean, not even Indian, any minor, I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, non-Caucasian friends as well. They, um, we, we have to do what our parents want. Right. But my argument is once uh, they're happy. Uh, what happens to me? Right. Mm. I'm unhappy. Right. And so that was my logic. Even at 24 is I said, great, I know what you want. Right. But I'm not I'm not able to do that. You know, I'm not able to, uh, you know, get an MBA at 25 because that was, you know, the plan. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, you know, started a company and become a VP by 30. Uh, not that I can't, like, not that, like, I'm, like, not able to do that, but I just don't want to do that, you know, um, so it was, it was a conversation, it was a conversation, <laughs> to this day, I'm not sure if, you know, everybody's entirely happy, but the fact is, I'm entirely happy, right, and so I think somewhere it was, in some ways, a selfish decision, 
you know, um, because I know a lot of people, you know, whether that's aging parents or some, you know, go-getters who reach out to me, they have, they have families already, they have kids. I mean, it's a lot harder, you know, when you have that, right. When you have children, when you have a spouse, when you have aging parents who, you know, need uh, financial assistance. Right. So thankfully I just like, like bucked all of that. And like, I left quote unquote left, right. Left the nest. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and just was like, you know what, if I sink, I sink, if I swim, I swim, you know, at the end of the day, it is my headache uh, or it's going to be my glory, you know? And so I'm confident enough in myself because by the way, I, I, I don't share this a lot, Dan, so I'm sharing it with you. Um, when you. I first started all of this, I didn't tell anyone um, to this day, you know, yeah, people, people kept saying in high school, Oh, remember me when you're famous, but you know, I laughed it off like everybody, right? Like no one takes that seriously. Right. Um, and so like, I didn't either. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, funny. That's so great. Um, but then like, but, but when it all started happening and I got discovered and this and that, like I never told anybody anything. And so I never told anybody about this go getter. I never told anybody that, Hey, you know, I'm actually spending three hours a day building up my Twitter profile from zero followers and zero engagement to now almost a hundred thousand totally organic, like, except for maybe like $5,000 in ads total, which is really not in in the bigger picture yeah that's and not so my a great point, deal <laughs> my point was like if i make it i'm gonna make it on my own if i don't then i'm just like it'll like I'll, people may laugh but i have to be okay with that you know and so long story short from day one Dan, it was very much like this is my story it's either gonna be great or it's gonna not be great but either way it's gonna be my story you know i like that yeah writing it as you see fit and never wavering away from that mm-hmm. yep i like yep. that <laughs> and that's what i really like like i read uh six secrets of a go-getter on uh it was one of your huffington post articles and yeah. it was uh number six um in the list um be proud of the ambition that you have and unapologetic of it yeah. and for me that like encapsulates beautifully like everything that you just said um i really i don't know, i really resonate with it because i always felt ashamed for wanting to do you know something like this and it yeah. took a long time for me to admit to myself that the corporate world isn't what i wanted to do it's something mm -hmm. like this you know mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> i really like it um i think I think more people need to be talking about it. You know, there's this this list of secrets in itself is like is really good. Um, you know, it wasn't until like I would say this year or last year. You know, number four, for example, a go getter uh, carefully nurtures the circle of close friends and family, um, and they consider that time sacred. Like, I would say, you know, it's only this year where I've really closely looked at my circle and audited it and gone like really sort of looked with like a tooth comb like for positivity and are, are there people around me that want to build me up or are, are they trying to tear me down mm -hmm. so I, I think... love that no I love that and and hey I mean my thing is you know you got to do it either you're going to do it at you know 12 or you're going to do it at 20 or you're going to do it at you know, 40, but at some point you have to do it, 
you know um so i i don't you know say like oh it's you know this person is you know too old to do that this is like i don't believe in that at all you know i think you got to do it when you have to do it and you've done it which i think is a true testament to being a go-getter um so yeah and then of course there are plans of um you know really uh growing my distribution channels and so hopefully what's to shy <laughs> we'll, we'll find out about all of this very very soon um but no thank you it means a lot to me that you know it it, it resonated with you and and that you've actually taken action on it that to me is like the biggest thing you know so yeah yeah because everyone can have ideas everyone can like um sit around and like whiteboard stuff um you know uh write out ideas fill a notepad but it's the actual like getting up and going and you know i guess um that's at the heart of you know what a go-getter is you know yes and i think you know sometimes it is messy sometimes it is just you know like my first podcast episode was me in my kitchen with my mobile phone just like all the lights were out (laughs) literally it was just me on my own it was like two in the morning because i was like i'm just gonna do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what i think you are you are the testament right dan like you are the go-getter you know you are the person who literally has a goal right it's very simple right a go-getter has a goal a go-getter wants to achieve that goal and i by the way i have not defined it as someone who actually achieves the goal Right. If you notice in all my like public definitions, it's literally a go getter is someone who has a goal and wants to achieve it. Right. Where I come in, where my growing, you know, motivational, inspirational brand and, you know, soon to come products, suite, you know, all of this that's that we're building here um, at the Dust Media Group and beyond. Right. Like we are closing the gap between that desire and then the goal. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do you get from here's my goal to I've accomplished the goal? So I never ever say that a go-getter is someone who has accomplished the goal. <laughs> if you notice, I always say a go-getter is someone who has a goal, yes. wants to achieve it. So I mean, you have actually gone beyond that, right? And you've not only um, wanted to achieve it, but you have achieved it by even starting this podcast. So I'm super proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> appreciate that um i think one of the other things i wanted to ask you was um i think this is so maybe a little bit different if you were going to start out again like at zero you know and for i like god forbid anything does happen but like if you were going to start out at zero you know so you literally for some reason your account all your accounts get wiped and you're at zero on social media you're at zero in your bank account like everything's at zero what would you start out on and what would you do meaning like career everything where would you start everywhere yeah like i I guess we'll start off with career yeah okay that's good uh no look i i think you know the first thing is that mindset dan like for me i actually and i've thought about this a lot i actually personally live for the build i really do you know, I think making it is great, and I'll be honest, it's definitely uh, a little bit less stress-free, right? You're not going to worry about, okay, you know, am I going to have enough to keep running the business? You know, am I going to have enough to eat, you know, in terms of money and, and financials, right? Like, that's 
one reason that I'm excited to make it right where, you know, money and all these things, like, it's not like a struggle, right. Every day. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, I live for the build, you know, I live for the zero to 10 followers, 10 to 20, 10, 20 to 30. I honestly live for that. Um, and I've actually come to this conclusion after a lot of just introspection and analysis that I don't live for, you know, that I'm going to get a million dollars one day, you know, I mean, that's great. And hopefully that does happen. And, you know, that means we've impacted a million go-getters and, and helped change their lives and this and that, right? But I don't actually live for that. Um, so I think basically in answer to your question, the first thing I would do is reorient my mindset to that, right? Just saying, hey, you know, Shinjini, you live for the build, you know? Um, don't, don't worry that you don't have a million dollars today, right? Don't worry that you quit an almost six-figure job at 24 and 23 and 22. You know, I had two jobs in between um, those years, but the salary was almost six figures at 22 and 23 and 24. And so to quit that and to go essentially half, right? I, I have been working on half of that for the last two years. Um, that's, a, that's a brave move, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, at a time when, especially, I you know, we started with this family, immigrants, you know, like, I mean, you're, they're like, you're almost 27. Like, where's the, you know, uh, 200,000 paycheck. Right. And so to come back and say, Hey, I'm actually working on, you know, a fourth of that right now. Um, that's brave. Right. And so I would really start with telling myself that, you know, the mindset is what's number one. And that, you know, I've never lived for that. I've never lived for, you know, I, when I become a millionaire, like that's, not what I, I mean, that's absolutely a goal, right? Because yeah. I, I definitely want to impact that many lives and this and that. But, um, you know, for me, I live for the build. And so the first thing I would do if I had to start over is really reorient my mindset to say that you live for the build, you know, don't give in to all this, uh, stupid, you know, noise and shit around you, right. Of like, Oh, you should be making 200,000. You're a failure. You're not a doctor. Right. You're not working as an engineer because, I mean, I hear that stuff every day, you know, and so I think it's so easy to get caught up in it. So I think that's the first thing I would do. Um, but otherwise uh, and, and after that, you know, I think, um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't really have regrets. You know, I think this year we've taken it a little bit slower um, just because I've really already realized that with a business you don't want to grow too fast to the point that you're overwhelmed to the point that mm. um it, it literally combusts in your face right because it's it's too big too soon right and so i've been extremely cautious of that cautious to the point of like family and friends are like okay like you're ready like go and i'm like no i'm not ready you know so i think that's been a thing but no look i, I don't think i would do anything um that differently you know i think i've spent just a lot of time and effort uh building you know the base of the brand the foundation you know the because my thing is like if the foundation sucks right like what are you going to build on it mm. you know what i mean and foundations are not built overnight they're not even built in a year you know they're built over years right and so yeah i mean am i am i coming home with a two hundred thousand paycheck now no but am i building the foundation to get to 200 million yes yeah it's it's weird isn't it like that um that mindset change like like for me for example with the podcast like after it took me a while to get my head around you know turning down like short-term economics like getting sponsorship and stuff like that for the longevity of like building brand and actually just you know if if you just help people and do that for a long time that's actually the brand in itself 
Uh-huh. And it's having that sort of longer term mindset. Like I say, you can you could build a house really quickly, but mansions take a lot longer to build because you you've got a bigger foundation to lay out. So it's kind of like you have to see what you want first and then work backwards from that. Um, you know, like plot out your blueprint first and then start building afterwards. And it's very um, it's very hard when you just want to go and start making money now. Right, totally, totally. And and that was a huge um, point of contention, right? Because family is like, all right, let's go six feet. And I'm like, if like, I mean, look, I'm I'm not saying it's not possible. I actually have a lot of friends who have later built a six figure business in a year and two years. But my thing is like, I'm I'm looking at longevity, right? I'm not looking to make a quick buck. Right. Yeah. And also for me, you know, I'm, you know, living at home and this and that. So I don't need a whole lot now. Right. I don't need 200,000 now. Right. Would it be great? Absolutely. But I also think that especially at my age, 26, you're making, let's say, 200, 300,000 from your business. Like, I think there's a real chance that you're going to be conceited. There's a real chance that you're going to be um, not as respectful of the process. You know what I mean? Because to me, like, you've made it, right? Like, if you're making 300000 from your business in two years at 26, right? Like, you've made it. Like, that's pretty – that's solid. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so I'm actually glad that that didn't happen because, like, I, because of that, I still have that crazy hustle, which, I mean, that's just a part of who I am. I don't think that's ever going to go away. But, you know, I think if I had seen that level of financial and otherwise success so early, I think there's a part of me that would have been like, okay, I can chill now. Right. Yeah. But, but I can't. Right. But I can't. I shouldn't. Right. Complacency is a killer. Yeah. I think I would have done that a little bit, you know. So, in a way, I'm very thankful. You know, I'm like, God, thank you for making me eat dirt. Um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This actually leads yeah. really nicely into my next question. Like, yeah. When did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? You know, it's funny, um, Dan, because I explicitly told everybody around me, I was like, I will never do that. Don't ever you know, say that. That'll never happen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead a company. I literally, my quote was, I'm going to lead a company. I'm not going to start a company. I honest to God said that. Uh, to someone, to, to someone um, a couple of years ago. So I think when it all um, changed was, you know, when these first two corporate jobs uh, were not the honey, uh, sweetness, and, you know, um, I don't know, strawberries that I thought, you know, they would be, that's when I started thinking about, okay, what do I really want to do? And everything that I thought, right, it's like I want independence, I want, you know, freedom, I want to just you know, set my own trajectory, I want to influence, I want to change the world, like all of that centers around full control of the company, of the trajectory, of your own brand, of yourself, right? Like all of it. Uh, And so for me, that was the first sort of um, thought, right, that, you know what, if I want this level of control, if I want this level of um, independence, right in my career in my trajectory this cannot happen with someone else right Mm. that that was literally my my thought process because by the way like this was never a part of the plan you know nobody in my family is um i I, honestly i didn't even know that many entrepreneurs growing up like it wasn't even like oh look you know uncle whatever is it like that (laughs) no one right so so it's not like i had reference points right and then female like that it was zero right? Female was zero. And so for me, it's, it literally was not that I've grown up with this, you know, my aunt's friend, uh, like 
Yeah, not at all. And by the way, not I'm saying family, but not even friends. Like we, I mean, as a family, we never had family friends uh, that many who are because my thing was Dan. They have to be self-made, right? Like I'm not delusional to compare myself to like a you know family-owned business who's now you know multi-million. Like that that to me was that's not the right comparison, right? Because my thing was I knew that if I'm gonna do this, I'm not gonna come from a family business. This is this this has to be a self-made person. Right. And, and that I didn't really know people like that or even have any examples that I saw. So for me, that was the turning point is that if this is what I want, right, because I knew that I was like, this is what I want. I want to influence. I want to change the media culture. I want to create an interactive two way media conversation, because if you've noticed, most media is one way, right? Like the journalist talks to you. <laughs> the celebrity talks at you. <laughs> right. Yes. It's not it's not two way. You know, it's not too, and to me, that's a problem. That's a concern, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, if I want to fix all this, I want to do all this, the only way to do that is to start a company and do it myself and, and recruit a team and hire a team and, you know, make it a sort of very democratic uh, process. But that, to me, was the turning point, if I'm completely honest with you, because this was never part of the plan it wasn't you know um but when i started getting frustrated with everything around me then i realized that for me to do what i want to do entrepreneurship is the only option it is not an option it is the only option yeah i like that that's good yeah i mean it was, it was scary right like when you just all of a sudden like think that and now you're like okay so like i'm this is this is it yeah this is it uh yeah. but that that was yeah that was the thing and then you know I, I also think that um that's also when i started thinking very seriously about social media right and and saying that hey okay i don't have any connections i don't know anybody here you know dad doesn't have any connections in the media right so how do i like do this social media quickly became my answer um and but i knew that too i mean i had never had any experience on social media i had barely joined a couple of networks, but I mean, just casually, like as an amateur, but I already knew, I was like, if I can just crack this code, um, and then of course, get to the followers, get to the this, you know, energizing content, inspirational content, you know, sell my mission, um, sell who I am, then I'll be fine. I knew that. Not, not because of like brand sponsorships or whatever, but because that creates a foundation for you. So you're not struggling to explain who you are to everybody you meet, right? Because yeah. you just say, look at my this, look at my Twitter, look at my Instagram, look at my Facebook, right? And so that also quickly became my go-to. Uh, and then I, I just uh, jumped right in because that to me was like the answer. <laughs> yeah. It very much becomes like a statement or, or even a CV in some cases, you know, yeah. when you've got like strong social media. So I totally understand yeah. what you mean. Like in this modern day world, like, you know, just looking at someone's handle can be like, you know, enough to be like, oh, okay, they're like, you know, they're a person who's like doing well, or, you know. Totally, totally. And then media, you know, my thing was, you know, I may or may not want to do it, but social media has the word media in it, right? And so if I'm trying to, you know, make it in media, I have to make it in social media to make it in media. <laughs> yeah. You know, is that right? Is that right? Uh, because I, 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 I get this all the time. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that I don't have to do that. I'm so glad that I don't have to. Because, I mean, I have, like, campaigns running. I have my, my social media is an operation for me. You know, <laughs> it is no longer a joke. It is no longer just kind of a, hey, you know, post whenever, do whatever. It is a, it is a tracked operation. And so, 
whenever people say that to me, I joke with them and I say, you know, your title, your job doesn't have the word media. If your job has the word media in it, social media is absolutely your job. Yeah. You know, um, so this is no longer a joke for me. You know, this is my job. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, <laughs> it can just be a job in itself. Like sometimes, like I found myself a couple of weeks ago, like finishing, like um, doing some artwork for like a podcast episode and then yeah. like messaging everyone back. And then it was like two oh, in the morning yeah. and I, yeah. I was lying down like, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and it's funny because, you know, like year one and this year, year one and year two is, a, you know, been in business two years. Uh, that's really has been the majority of my focus is building up the social, not even just brand, but, you know, engaging with everybody, talking to everybody. And in a way, you know, I'm very thankful for that investment. And I think with you, the artwork, the this, I mean, you are investing again in the future of your podcast. So do not look at it as a waste of time. However, what I would say, Dan, is also don't go nuts with it, right? You don't have to spend 10 hours a day on, on you know, podcast artwork and growing your social media following, right? Like that is excessive, right? But I think there's a certain level of heavy investment required in the beginning, which people ignore because they think that it's magical, right? But if you notice, even celebrities, Dan, their social media accounts are not growing exponentially, right? Because, again, yeah. it is a one-way dialogue, right? They're just posting, you know, trailers of their movies, right? Pictures from their, you know, sexy photo shoots, which is great, right? Like, everybody likes that. But my point is, who cares after a while, right? <laughs> like, you have to, right? I mean, you have to earn people's respect and engagement. And that personally is something that I've focused extensively on uh, in year one and two. And I'm, I'm now seeing the benefits of it, right, as we're approaching year three. But I will say that it's not um, a waste of time. But at the same time, obviously, you know, don't go nuts with it, right? I mean, if you know, spending 15 hours a day on, you know, th that's a lot, right? That's yeah. just too much. Well, and also it's, it's unproductive, right? At that point, it becomes sort of useless, right, for you to, you know, perfect the artwork for, you know, 10 hours a day, you know, at that point, it's like, is this really worth my time? Yeah, so, it's it's so. interesting for me, like, um, I realized after a couple of months of, like, solid, like, work on it, that, like, what I was actually building was um, relationships, mm -hmm. and I think I missed that at the start, I was, like, you know, I was building a social media following, that sort of thing. And then I realized, like, I had, like, one tweet that, like, did really well. And, right. and like, I realized it done well because it was, like, a catalyst. Like, I'd done the tweet and about five minutes later, someone retweeted it. Then another person. Then someone with, like, 40,000 followers, like, retweeted it. And it just, yeah. like, grew and grew and grew. And then I realized right. that that only happened as a result of me actually like giving a crap about these people and like <laughs> you know like just genuinely wanting to like and just being nice as well like sometimes you know like if I see someone like starting out who's like a podcaster like I'll share the shit out of their stuff because I'm like you know what like I started out and I know that it sucks because you get no one looking at your stuff <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I mean, you get it. You're a go-getter. Um, but, you know, it's so funny how so many people, like, literally suck at social media. It's just phenomenal to me. Um, 
Because it, it's not that easy, right? If it were that easy and that much of a joke, you know, people would not be making millions from their channels, right? But people are making millions from their channels, right? And so all of a sudden now it's not a joke, right? And I just feel like so many people still don't get it. Um, but it seems like you've gotten you've gotten uh, close to getting it, right? Which is that it is a relationship building business, right? And it is... You know, um, it's it's uh it's consistency right and it's and it's mutual respect right and like you said it's kindness right like where where is that stuff yeah. <laughs> big believer in that like i always used to think that i was uh shortchanging myself if i was nice to other people and right. um luckily like through my training and stuff like that like i've i learned like a lot about myself um and yeah, like, I just, I think I'm not shortchanging myself anymore because it's just, like, I don't know, it's reciprocal. You get something back out of it yourself just by being nice to someone because you, you know in your heart of hearts that, like, you're just being a good person and it builds up your self-esteem and self-worth and that sort of stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to someone who is struggling with like their confidence or self-esteem you know um i don't know yeah what would, what would you say to someone who's like kind of in that position and they feel almost crippled by a lack of like confidence in their ability to be able to do so that might stop them from doing in the first place oh that's a loaded question <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> Uh, that's a deep question. It is. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. There, there's a couple of different um, sort of paths that I could take with it. So I'm trying to see what should I take. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I think that the first thing is sort of that self-belief, right? Which in some ways is not really self-confidence. It's just that belief that you actually deserve to achieve what you want to achieve, right? And that you're worth it and that, you know, this is what you are meant to do, right? And so if that is reflection, that is you kind of, you know, hanging out and, and talking to yourself, right? Like I do that all the time, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Hey, do you? Yeah, I do it in the car. Yeah. I talk to myself all the time. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's not that weird. It's not that weird. Um, yeah, so I think that that is where I would start, right, is sort of just thinking about um, where I belong, right? Uh, because I did that a lot, right? That's why, because my jump uh, is crazy, right? And, and I have no role models, right? Oprah started in TV, right? Like, she didn't start at Deloitte. Right. So yeah. like for me, I, cause the, I mean, she's like my, you know, hero. Right. But like, that was, that's, that's the closest to what I want to be. But even she didn't start in, in a corporate environment like me. And so it's a very different story, right. Of how to come out of that, how to, you know, jump into entrepreneurship. So for me, I had no roadmap, right. I had no blueprint. I still have no roadmap. I still have no blueprint. So for me, the biggest thing then was like that sort of unshakable, self-belief that I belong in the media, right? And so for everybody listening, for the go-getters listening, I think the first step is really to have that unshakable self-belief, which by the way is not confidence. That's just self-belief. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like self-belief is just like, no, I, I'm, I'm good. 
service. Right? Like it, confidence is like action. You know what I mean? But this is just like, do you believe that you should go here? Right? Like, so I think that's the first step. I think that's the first step because I think that's where a lot of people struggle because they don't even know where they should be. Right. Cause for me, uh, actually very early on, um, yeah, I mean, I ignored it for many years. I know cause you know, for Indian families, what are you going to say? Yes. I want to be in the media. I want to be famous. Like you'll be slapped, you know? Um, cause that's not something that we do. Right. So I, I couldn't go around saying that to people, but to be honest, um, very early on in my life, maybe, I don't know, 16, 17 teens, I sort of put two and two together and I said, okay, I'm like a dancer, I'm a speaker, I'm this, I'm beautiful, I'm bold. I actually belong in the media. Like that is the only industry that is not going to consistently try to squish me, right? Because yeah. in corporate, like that happened all the time. You're this, you're too loud. Uh, you, you talk too much. Um, why are you trying to do this? You're just an analyst. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like the, just constant, you know, you know, um, like a sense of belonging yeah pushbacks and especially like the female thing makes it like 10 times you know worse and so um so that was what i faced and so i realized i said if i can just make it to the media not make it in the media if i can just transition to the media like i will be fine because why in this industry people reward you know being outspoken being you know sort of like unapologetically whatever beautiful sexy confident like this is the only industry in the world where that is rewarded you know, um, and so I think, like, to me, that was, that was my belief, that was my unshakable belief, that I belong in the media, which wasn't, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it's confidence, but really, it was just that two and two, right, I have these skills, these skills are in demand in this industry, I should go in this industry, right, so in some mm. cases, you know, go-getters need to make it simple, because uh, yeah. this whole thing of, like, I'm not good enough, I'm this, I'm ugly, I'm whatever, like, that, in some ways, none of that is relevant, right, because to me, it was a skills game, because in the media, if you notice, every single human being who is successful in the media, Dan, is, can speak, right? Like 100%. Like this person can talk. This person can give a speech, right? Um, inspire not everybody, right? Not everybody. So I, I didn't take that. I, that was not my initial, one of my, one of my skills that I, that I took to mind. But for me, it was speaking. It was writing. And then the STEM thing, you know, I've said that, hey, there's nobody doing this. I'm going to do it. Right. There's sort of an open space, right, of engineers, of, you know, STEM advocacy, of tech advocacy as a female, you know, so I'm going to fill that gap. And so for me, that unshakable belief was number one. And then number two uh, is is preparation. You know, um, for me, there are many things that I don't know, finance being one of them. Um, but instead of saying that I suck at it and that I'm hopeless in, in finance, I my attitude now, Dan, is let me learn finance let me take a free class online this doesn't even cost money to yeah. learn about investment models to learn about revenue models right to learn about investment strategies growth right uh let's 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 take lessons to learn that right and so for me that is my go-to now then is preparation right so i think if you're prepared why wouldn't you be confident right so most of the time if you're not confident you're not prepared right um, so I, I, I honestly believe that's the solution. Um, and that's what I tell myself every day, you know, everything that I'm sometimes struggling with, I'm like, let me literally just spend two hours studying this. Right. Um, yeah. like with finance, you know, I, I don't really have a background in it. Um, so in terms of like debt, equity, credit, like what is what, you know, what is a bond? What it, like, let me literally, let me learn this. 
not even let me figure it out. Let me skim, let me learn this. Right. And so for me, that is really powerful uh, because that's actually helped me a lot because I mean, for me, the media, it, it was a black box. You know, um, when I came into it, I was like, great, I'm here. How do you make money? Like no one had an answer, you know? So yeah. even to this day, I always sort of read other examples of media companies doing well, who are profitable. And I'm like, what are they doing? What I mean, that's what I'm doing every day now, you know? So, uh, so preparation, I mean, to me, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a quote right there. <laughs> Well, no, because, you know, for me, I didn't have the luxury to be like, I don't know, I'm not confident. Like, everything has happened in, like, a second, right? You see that, right? 26, I started at 23, I was discovered at 23 by the media, 24, I mean, it's, I mean, it's lightning, right? Lightning. So even just little things then, like fashion, because the media is very image conscious, right? So when I first started, um, to be honest, I was not image-wise ready for this level of exposure, right? To be completely honest. Um, dresses didn't fit right, right? you know, you know, I just didn't know where to look in the camera. Like everything was kind of wrong. Uh, and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm frustrated and I'm sort of mad that I never did this stuff growing up because in my defense, I was like a nerdy girl, right? Nerdy girls don't do this. Nerdy girls don't do makeup and hair and dresses and, you know, 24 seven, right? Like yeah. that's not our life, right? That's, that's, that was not my life. And so, it, you know, there was a little bit of um, angst, if I can say that, um, because I was like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I learn finance? You know, why don't I know how to manage money? Right. Um, yeah. Why don't I know how to buy the perfect dress? And I was like, you know what? Because I never done it because I've never done it. Now let's learn. And so now like my photos, my this, everything that you see, it has a level. I'm very proud to say um, class and image that was missing in, in prior photos and, and um, my, especially just everything, verbiage, language. Now I understand kind of what an operations model is for a media company, what a revenue model is. Um, what the importance of diversity of revenue streams. I mean, all this stuff I've learned, you know. Um, so mm. for me, in some ways, I don't really have sympathy for people who are like, I'm not confident. You know, I'm like, hey, you got to you gotta build it like a go-getter, right? Yeah. Like, because that's what I did. And, and I didn't have, you know, the luxury of support um, because, again, family was like, oh, we have no idea what you're doing, right? Um, friends, no one knew anything. I mean, God bless everybody, but I mean, I graduated from Georgia Tech, not a single person there even knew what public speaking was. You know what I'm saying? So for me to even make it this far, which by the way, I'm not even like one fourth done with what I want to do. Yeah. You know, it has been a real struggle in learning and unlearning and iterating and reiterating the model. Yeah. And like, I love, <clears throat> there's kind of like an undertone to everything you were saying as well, which I love by the way. And I really liked everything that you just spoke about. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> Good. <laughs> like the, the undertone that I sensed was like self-awareness. Like, uh -huh. like you said earlier about you, that skill set. You knew that you had a particular skill set. You know, the great thing about you is that <clears throat> you know, whilst you got this techie background, you know, you are a bit of an extrovert. You know, you like um, being in the spotlight. You know, you like being in this like culture, you know, um, and being in the media um, and you recognize that skill set and capitalized on it, which I would say is self-awareness and also, you know, a great application on your self-awareness. Totally. And, you know, I'm not uh, an extrovert. 
extrovert uh, Dan. I'm actually an introvert. Really? Um, but hey, and and look, that is a big part of my brand now. Um, if you've noticed, I do tweet and talk and post a great deal about that. Um, mostly because actually I do want to be an inspiration to introverts because again, I just don't think that there's a whole lot of us in this industry who are vocal about them being an introvert i feel like some of them either are super awkward on the main stage um and they're very successful they're very successful performers singers dancers actors actresses yeah whatever you know big time lawyers celebrity lawyers but they're either super awkward uh in their personal life and they're not able to empower anybody else right or uh they're an extrovert right like there's very few introverts that i found on the main stage who have the ability to empower another individual one-to-one. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like, oh, I danced today, that helps someone else. No. Like if you see my content, Dan, like like it actually is targeted to people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just I'm dancing, I'm speaking, and somebody else hopefully is empowered. Like that's not how I roll. Like if yeah. you've seen my stuff, it's highly targeted. Right, it's like body confidence. Girls who are not body confident, homebodies. If you notice my last few tweets that I've been doing really well, it's like I'm a homebody, you know. And so I'm literally getting a barrage of messages from all over the world saying I'm a homebody too. I'm a homebody too. So there's not a whole lot of introverts doing that either because they can't, right? They're incapable of doing it because it is a skill, right? Or they're too shy or whatever. Whatever the issue is, I don't want to speculate on why yeah. they can't do that. Um, so for me, it was very important to come out the gate and say, no, I am an introvert i know i look like an extrovert i know i'm you know very bold or whatever it is that people say but i'm still an introvert and hopefully this is inspiration to you that introverts can still do this and still have friends and still be popular but still be intrinsically shy because that's actually who i am interesting yeah Yeah, and like I say, not a lot of people are <clears throat> talking about that. And sometimes um, it takes for like someone to take the first step forward and go like, actually, you know, there is people with these skill sets that just might not be coming forward with it. Yes, exactly. And by the way, my um, audience is uh, is it's actually overwhelmingly. I think it is uh, introverts um, because. Yeah, just, I mean, the number of messages and comments, every time I say anything about being a homebody, an introvert, I mean, it it, it outweighs uh, every other comment that I've ever made um, about personality and things like that, which goes to show that, uh, again, they're hidden, right? Like, they exist, they're there, but again, they're either scared to speak up or they don't feel comfortable speaking up but i mean i just i it's actually overwhelmingly um introverted audience for me of go-getters because it's the same thing right i'm also catalyzing the academic community lawyers doctors engineers i mean they're not actually extroverts they're not yeah. right like so yeah i'm very proud of that i'm very very happy about that because uh, again it is a population that has been significantly marginalized i think in the media uh, and also just hasn't been shown well, right? It's always the nerdy engineer, right? It's always yeah. the nerdy uh, scientist, right? Who never gets a girlfriend. Like, like why Why does it have to be either or? Yeah. Why can't it be both? That this guy's really smart. He's a scientist and he has a girlfriend, right? Like, why Why does it have to be either or, right? Um, yeah, there's this so picture. Right, yeah, proud of that. <laughs> you're like, you're painted as either the jock or the nerd, aren't you? Like, typically. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's like, it's never in between. It's, it's always extremes. 
Yeah. It's always extremes. I mean, it's funny, my um, uh, sister the other day, she was saying how, you know, there's a big uh, tide now, Dan, of um, uh, teen movies, right? Like the teen romance novels or teen, you know, whatever, teenage empowerment stuff. And it's funny yeah. because a lot of these teenagers, right, they're in school, right? But there's like one sentence in the book devoted to them going to school, right? The rest of it is about her, you know, loving boys and this and that. And I'm like, for me, that wasn't my reality, right? Like my reality was uh, work uh, pretty much the whole time in, in high school and college even now. And so that's another one of my missions is to show that, right? Why do we have to show a school where no one studies, right? Like I don't think that's the reality of most kids, right? Yeah. In the, in the world. But if you see any movie, the majority of it is her like, kissing a whole bunch of guys and going out and it's just random shit, right? Everything other than studying. Uh, and that to me is a problem, uh, you know, cause again, it's not real. Right. And then also like, if, if you're so focused on like stupid shit, you know, your whole life, then, you know, what, then you can't complain when your life didn't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> I agree though. Cause like, when, <laughs> When I was doing, like, my training, like, um, you know, to become a therapist, and I'm still kind of, like, halfway through it at the moment, like, right. it was interesting, like, I, I passed one of my courses, and, like, I remember uh, doing a post about it afterwards, because I was like, you know, like, don't congratulate me on the um, the certificate that I've got, you know, right. congratulate the hours that I spent on my own in my room, you know, right. like in in the dark in like whilst you were all sleeping like I was working my ass off and like right. all the nights that I went to coffee shops and stuff like that and just sat in the corner with my laptop looking miserable and <laughs> you know like working my ass off to jump through these hoops to get my qualifications to do what I want to do like what I love doing right. that's the stuff that yes. people don't see exactly Exactly. No, you get it. You get it, which is why I'm so thrilled to be talking to you because it makes it easier because uh, you understand, you know. Um, so for me, it is about because uh, in the beginning, I thought I was like, no, maybe I should say that I'm an extrovert because that's what and I was like, you know what? No, like the main reason I got into all of this in the first place, Dan, was to be the antithesis, right, was to be the anti hero yeah. of sorts. Right. And so it is my job to lift up the marginalized, like you said. You know, people who are sort of working in the dark, right, uh, uh, or working in, you know, coffee shops who don't get that kind of recognition, right, because everybody thinks that they just magically made it, they're really smart, they're gifted in therapy, but as you know, nobody's that gifted in therapy, right? <laughs> nobody's that gifted! So you have to hustle, and you have to struggle, and you have to uh, cry, and you have to fail, and, and that's what you have to do, you know? I mean, Work. That's, that's, right? I mean, that's what you did. So, you know, I, I give you full kudos to that. Um, and of course, you know, you enjoy it and it's not like such a, you know, force. It's not like a forced thing that you have to do. Obviously, you enjoy it, but, yeah. you know, it's a lot of work. And, and let's not, you know, brush over that fact, right? Like, that's where I come from. Yeah. Is why do we have to, like, lie about it and be like, no, school is, is just boys. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's not true if you want to do something substantial, right? Like, in school, right? So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, but, you know, look, you, you get it. Um, you're really, you're on it. <laughs> you're, you're a go-getter, Dan. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, I've got my last question for you because I want to be respectful yeah. of your time. Because um, I know I've taken a lot of it already. Um, <laughs> so, the last question we usually ask is, like, something interesting about yourself that people might not necessarily know. Or something a little bit quirky that can show a different side to you than what people what might usually be used to. Oh, it's a good question. So you know what? I have not shared this uh, anywhere. So you are special, oh. Dan. <laughs> um, so I'm actually a culture chameleon. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you got that. Maybe you knew that. But uh, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people don't um, in the sense that, like, if I come to Worcestershire, like, I'm going to, like, pick up a British accent. <laughs> I'm going to just roll, roll with the homies like a, like a pure Brit. Um, that's just who I am. Um, I think it's because of my foundation in Malaysia, in, in Asia, in India, you know, just very cultural, very cultural. So for me, um, I speak, you know, a lot of languages already, you know, Bengali is my native language, uh, Indian language, uh, Hindi, Spanish, I'm learning uh, French fluently. Um, and then after that, I want to do, like, I want to do everything. I want to do Mandarin. I mean, just, I want to be like learning, you know, <laughs> as many languages as possible because I actually give speeches in those languages as well, which is really beautiful and amazing. And so wow. I am a total culture chameleon uh, and I love it. And which is why, like, I was... Uh, in Bolivia with the U.S. Department of State because um, now I'm a speaker with them and I was empowering youth and these go-getters and these Latinos, right, kids, um, they all thought I was Latina. They were like, oh, you're from Venezuela, right? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes, I'm British. I'm Venezuela. Like, why not, right? Like, I think there needs to be someone in the media who can do that. And if you've noticed, there's not a whole lot of people who can do that. Um, there's not a whole lot. I'm not saying there's not any. There, there are a few that I look up to for sure. But a lot of them are also not women. Um, the people that I look up to who are culture chameleons are mostly guys, yeah. um, which is great. And I love them all. And I can't wait to meet them and be like, oh, my God, you're all my big brothers. I'm adopting you all as my big brothers. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of girls who can do that. Um, and so I am trying to really push that in my in the brand, everything, because that's actually who I am. Um, Indian food, I become totally Indian to the point where they're like, you were born in India. You live in India, right? Your whole life yeah, because of my accent and this and that. And I'm like, no, I'm American. So like, it's so funny. Um, I'm actually using that to my advantage. In the beginning, I always used to get a little annoyed. Like, oh, they don't know that I'm American. They think that I'm like, you know, from India, living, lived in India my whole life. Um, but now I'm actually using that to my advantage because how beautiful is it that Indians are embracing me as a full Indian, right, through and through. Latinos are embracing me as a full Latino. British, you know, they're like, you guys are embracing me as you. Like, what, how great is that? Yeah. Right. And so how beautiful is that? And so, you know, now I'm actually using it to my uh, advantage and uh, uh, yeah, threading that. So I'm, I'm a culture chameleon. I, I think that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I yeah. see exactly what you mean now. Yeah, yeah. that is cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I love... everywhere I go, I sort of adopt that country's stuff you know what i mean like I, we were just in so the cruise uh was in the bahamas and in mexico in mexico like i was full spanish right like i was speaking fully in spanish in uh in bahamas and they were coming they were like bahama mama bahama mama and i was like bahama mama bag like we were like going <laughs> so 
I think that's beautiful. I really think that's beautiful because in in my job now, Dan, I need uh, Bahaman women uh, to follow me, right? I need them to be like, no, I am a go-getter, right? And I'm on an island and I love music and I want to be a singer, right? So it's very important that all these different individuals see themselves in me, which is why this languages and culture thing um, I'm actually leveraging big time now because it's really powerful, you know, because uh, Mexicans, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, you're Latina, you speak Spanish, da, da, da. and I'm like, absolutely, you know, um, because it's very important for one person to bridge that kind of divide. Um, and I feel like very few people have actually managed to do it and, and very few women than that. Fewer women than people who have managed to bridge the divide. So if I can be one of the newer age, younger um people who are doing that then then that would be great yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah so I, I actually i love it i love it it's like not work to me you know going to the bahamas i was like oh what is this what's this food and my like it's actually very like natural to me you know um to just adopt their culture and <laughs> become one of them like it's actually very natural so um which yeah i, I use this in india i become fully indian right in malaysia i'm malaysian in uk i'll be british right like that <laughs> It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I highly encourage every go-getter to live like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. one thing the yeah. British are, like, criticized for is um, yeah. never learning any other languages and never, like, taking yeah. in any other cultures other than the, like, the British culture. So it's, it's, a, it's refreshing to hear like that. And I, when I was doing my research on you, it was, like, it was amazing to read that you were fluent in Spanish because it's, like... You know, that's someone who's really taken the time out to, like, put themselves on, like, in a position to succeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and, and you know what, British, I, and I've also found that myself that, it, you know, some of you <laughs> are a little <laughs> closed. Um, however, however, I look at it as, and, and, you know, I'm just being honest here, like, with my brand and everybody likes, you know, happiness. They like, you know, beautiful or whatever it is. And so I'm leveraging all of that to be like, no, talk to me. Right. Let's let's have a conversation. Right. Like if you think I'm so beautiful, and happy and so joyful, like everybody likes that. Right. Like I've never met a single individual who has said that I don't like beauty and I don't like happiness. Right. Like I've never met a single individual. Right. So my thing is, if I can use those two sort of levers, right, to, 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 to ease you in to a conversation, then I can actually say that, hey, dude, you got to learn another language that's not English. You know, um, that is the world. The world is global. The world is not only English speaking. And by the way, I said this a lot, even in Bolivia, a lot of them, it's the opposite. Uh, they don't know English. And so my yeah. shield to them is how are you going to be competitive in a global economy if you don't know English, right? Like Spanish is great, right? It is a, a vastly growing language, 100%. So is French. Um, so is Mandarin, right? Uh, but, but without English, you're still kind of screwed, Right. And yeah. so that was my spiel to the, the Bolivian uh, go-getters is I said Spanish is great in Spanish. I saw this all in Spanish. Spanish is great. You know, you, you know, I love it. But you guys have to learn English, you know, and, and how are you going to do that? You know, again, kind of going through the go-getter, the steps. Right. How are you going to do that? Are you going to do online? Are you going to do this? So I, I did that with them. So in different countries, I say different things with you guys next year. Because by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into this when we close. Um, I'm actually going to be in London next year. Wow. Um, so I'm speaking in, yeah, I'm speaking in Ireland. Um, so I'm gonna make it like a book tour. So I'm gonna be in London and this. But for you guys, the spiel is gonna be you got you gotta learn another language. You yes. have to learn Mandarin or Spanish or for something, something. 
Um, and by the way, you say this about Britain, but I actually feel that way about America as well. Um, a lot of my Caucasian friends got <laughs> but I'm like, you, you don't know a single other language. Like that to me is a problem, yeah. you know? Um, so, and then that's why I'm very happy that now my audience is actually very, very evenly split down. It's very close to 50. It's not, it's not 50, 50, uh, Caucasian and minorities. It's about 60 percent uh, minorities and 40 percent caucasian but before it was like 99 percent minorities and one percent caucasian um so now we're doing better now we're doing better <laughs> i am i am relating to white people it is a great moment for me um so uh so uh but but they get that now like there's like because i i'm very like you know strong about posting about the bolivia and this and i gave a digital marketing talks in spanish and they see that and a lot of them have been telling me that like you're actually inspiring me to learn another language um whether that is spanish or this because it's it's just impossible i mean just as it's impossible for them to survive without english it's impossible for you to survive without another language you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so yeah, both ways, baby, both ways. <laughs> but it's funny, like, it's funny, I mean, I, I just, you know, bluntly, I definitely leverage my, eh, whatever you want to call it, looks, happiness, because I'm, I'm a very naturally joyful person. Um, it is not an act. Yeah, I can um, tell I, that. Like, it, yeah, you can tell. I mean, yeah, you've just got that energy sure. about you. Yeah, it's just natural. Like, I'm, the other day I was looking at my, like, kid pictures, five years old, smiling and everything. Smiling and everything. Introverted, right? Shy, but smiling and everything. And so dancing, like my whole life was on a stage, uh, acting, dancing, singing, whatever. It's everything, right? And so for me, it's like, again, how beautiful is it if I can leverage that to not be like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm so beautiful. Because, I mean, I don't like it's I'm like, oh, thank you. But I'm, that's that's not like all I am. You know what I'm saying? So I know there's a lot of people who like would be very thrilled to receive hundred messages every day saying that they're beautiful right but that yeah. to me isn't what isn't what turns me on right isn't what gets me going um so for me i'm like oh thank you did you read this that's what i do the whole day i'm like if you think i'm so beautiful and happy and everything like i'm thrilled but to me what it really means is that now you're gonna listen to me yeah. you know what i mean because yeah, uh, cause, yeah I'm, I'm just being honest because if you're beautiful then you know they look at you and that's great but i'm like you know if i can use that yeah to have you listen to me then now i'm winning you know now i'm winning so, yeah use attention for positive yes. things oh yeah because i mean it gets weird man i mean you see this my audience is overwhelmingly male uh but but i still don't know why i mean i lately i've been posting like selfies and stuff but my i mean my whole brand is not selfies um so i'm not sure why i'm not sure why but uh that's what i'm doing with them is like hey thank you so much you're so sweet hey did you read this yeah. hey did you you know see because substance right? if substance. i um if i might say so i think the reason why you'd resonate with men is because like because you're a strong woman like yeah that like attracts men not just in like a like physical way but i mean like right. it attracts them in the sense of like there's someone with direction and that's attractive if that makes sense I think so. I think so because I've actually asked them uh, because it's it's a little weird, uh, Dan. It's like it's like very very heavily male. It's like almost seventy percent on Twitter, uh, fifty fifty on Instagram, but very 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 heavily male, um, which is a little interesting and strange. Um, but I have I've done the same thing and they have said the same. They're like it's actually uh, rare uh, to find. <laughs> 
purposeful women. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that, yeah. And that's when I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's something I can help girls with. You know, that's maybe something I can um, help 100%. other. Because, yeah, there, I mean, there's also messages. They're like, I don't really listen to many women, but I listen to you. And that's when it's like a backhanded compliment. Because on one hand, I'm like, I'm so happy that you listen to me and you're a go-getter. But I'm also not happy that you don't really listen to women. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it, it's like... How do you, um, yeah, deal with that? So, yeah, but, yeah, exactly what you said. And then also just if you notice, I use uh, very sort of loving, feminine, positive energy for everything, right? You, you don't see me yelling on Twitter. You don't see me uh, angry on Twitter, even though I am, right? Like there's a lot of things that make me angry. There's a lot of things that's, you know, not right uh, and, and, you know, definitely fire me up. But I've decided day one, I was like, that's not how I'm going to fight, right? Because a lot of women now then on Twitter – very angry, right? Very sad, very angry. Yeah. Um, it's, it's uncomfortable for me to read those tweets because to me, that's just not how you solve the problem. Because um, anger doesn't get anywhere with anyone. Because if I'm angry, you're going to be angrier and then I'm going to get angrier and then you're going to get angrier. So it just, it's not a good way. So I think that, by the way, has also been called out to me by many men. They're like, you're so happy and you're smiling, like you're struggling, but you're still smiling, and that's beautiful. Um, so, hey, I'm a public service to men. Men's empowerment, baby, men's empowerment. Um, <laughs> but, no, I actually have a lot of plans uh, for guys' stuff as well, because um, stay tuned. Because there's just, again, I think there's a white space there as well in the industry. Yeah. Because uh, most of the men's empowerment stuff, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I see is coming from guys. Um, which is great, but it's also sort of that one perspective, right? So there's not a whole lot of women 100%. empowering men. Yeah. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 100% do. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Now, Ben, please, I'm, I'm definitely going to liberally um, use you as for sort of a voice for guys. And, and I mean, please, this is a two-way, you know, uh, street. So, you know, any insights that you have about, hey, this is what guys are struggling with in West. <laughs> with Shia, with Shia. Uh, please, please give me the inside scoop. Like, For I'm me, curious. it's like, I, I, it's like yeah. it's that like sensitivity. Like I think yeah. guys are a lot more sensitive. Like if I look back on me, like I've always been like a really emotionally sensitive person, but I've just mm -hmm. not advertised it because it's not the thing that you do. Because right. like why would you let someone know about a vulnerability or, you know, like, why would you let someone know a potential chinking your armor as it were? Right. Right. So, so you're, you're saying you struggle with being vulnerable. Yes. Basically. 100%. Okay. okay. Good. Please. Anything else? I'm taking notes, Dan. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Please. It's, Please. you know, struggling with uh, vulnerability and, you know, also like showing some of those like softer uh, character traits like empathy, kindness, like positivity, because I think traditionally they've been marked, I think, incorrectly as feminine traits when actually they're neutral because we all have those traits. Some right. people just excel in them um, over other people. And uh, that might be wrong, but just because people are like from certain genders been hiding it, like for a man, from men to talk about empathy and kindness, it'd be like, you know, if you were talking about that down the pub, you'd get beaten up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but I'm going to change that, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually trying to change that. You know why? Because 
the more empathetic, well, first of all, the more empathetic everyone is, the better it is for everyone, number one. But number two, uh, my actually goal is to make women more strong, ambitious, uh, you know, go-getter, right, that spirit, and men more empathetic, loving, caring, and, and, and compassionate. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to flip the switch a little bit because I think women as a whole are too caring, compassionate, loving, selfless, right, whereas men are not enough. Yeah. Right. So how do you like just I'm, I'm trying to balance the scale. So, no, this is super helpful. I appreciate you sharing. No, it's all right. You're welcome. So, and yeah. And, and do you want to know anything uh, about uh, America? Or, I mean, if, <laughs> try to help you as well. Uh, anything special? Any other questions that you had or anything like that? Um, I'm just trying to think. Hmm. Sorry, I, my mind is just blank. Um, I'm trying to think of something. I guess it would be... I guess it would be sort of what I've just said, but in, in reverse. You know, is what? it is it, like, commonplace, like, as you're growing up in, like, America and, like... I don't know whether it's within the education system or just in the culture, as it were... Like, people talking so openly about their emotions, or is it still all behind closed doors? You know, it's funny, and and uh, everybody who I talk to is British, and they're like, in Britain, and I, actually, I think we're very similar. I think America, the culture, and, and British culture as a whole, like, this, this openness. It, Americans are a little bit more open, I would say, um, Dan, but there is a lot that is under the surface, there's a lot that's hidden, and the reason I'm saying that is because I see these people in public, right? Every day, cruise, you know, seven days, same people, right? You see a lot, right? You see a lot of just everything, food habits, you know, morning routines, everything, right? And then I also see sort of the barrage of messages that I get privately, right, DM, um, on Twitter, on Instagram. I mean, it's literally at this point now, Dan, it's in the hundreds a day. Yeah. Right, whether that's replies to my stuff or, or you know, I reach out and they reply, but it's a lot, and um, no, so it's a lot, um, and so I think that you know, for me, me, it's interesting just drawing a parallel between um, their public personas and the stuff that they write to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really interesting. And by the way, it's not the same, it's not like this one woman that I saw at looking very happy actually dm'd me that night saying that she's depressed like it's not that right it's not that yeah. um, at all right um it's not that at all but it's it's the idea that um it's the idea that sort of this in the, rather these individuals as a whole right and depressed meaning sad right not not this is not mental health related depressed meaning um sad because in america there's a little bit of a connotation uh, difference um, yeah. but depressed meaning you know she, she looked very happy you know but actually she messaged me saying hey i'm i'm, I'm sad you know i'm, I'm not yeah. happy i'm not feeling this and so it's not that i've had one-to-one -one conversations if you know what i mean it's that as a whole i'm sort of seeing the aggregate Does yeah that make sense? so i'm seeing the aggregate there's a huge discrepancy which leads me to a couple of points right I'm, again i don't want to say that they're lying <laughs> in public everything you see is a lie naturally though you're a data point aren't you I, right, right, right. So, so it's not, it's not that it's a lie, but like you said, I think there is a filter between what they're revealing and what is actually real, 
right? And so I think, you know, social media is manifesting that. Um, everything, you know, is manifesting that, which is why you're seeing, like, for me, every time I post very vulnerable, very humble, very positive content, it does uh, just incomparably, just because it's so much higher, you can't even compare the two, it does way better than the content that's sort of more uh, uh, the opposite, right? And so, long story short, it isn't common um, to do that, right? To be vulnerable, to cry, to do all these things in public, whereas I feel like American culture would have you feel like it's more common, right? Because it's open, everybody's friendly, everything goes here, right? I don't, those are the things I heard before moving here, right? That everybody's, you know, open and, you know, um, I don't know, there's like this thing of like, uh, anything goes, right? Anything yeah. goes in America, right? I don't, know if, I don't know if that's like the perception that you have, but you know, freedom. Yeah. You can be anything. I'll totally get <laughs> no what you restrictions. Mean. <laughs> right? right? But I, I'm seeing a lot of restrictions that people are either placing on themselves uh, individually or, or society or whatever. So actually, I think societies are more similar than you may think. And I'm getting the, the belly of that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. for whatever reason, people feel very comfortable opening up to me. And there are times when I'm like, I don't think you should be telling me this. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just like details about what a divorce, this. And I'm like, I, I'm sad. Like, this is unfortunate. But I'm not the person to, um, you know, help you with this. Uh, but then I'm like, you know, I don't want to be mean. So I'm like, yeah, listen. To yeah. Whatever you want to say. Um, but it's interesting. I actually weirdly know what you mean. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's interesting. So in a long, long story short, I still think it's close. I don't know which one is closed more. That I don't know. Um, is it British society? Is it American society? I don't know that. But there's a lot of like under the surface stuff. And like, that's my favorite place to dig. <laughs> my favorite place to dig is under the surface. Because surface level is all stupid shit, right? Oh, everything's <laughs> happy. Everything's great. Beautiful family. It's all stupid shit, right? Like, it's nothing is real. Under the belly, that's my favorite. <laughs> to like dig. To in, get my in the shadows. Yeah, to get my shovel out. <laughs> yeah so but no no it's interesting I'm, I'm glad that you know it's uh it's uh so and then the women thing oh my goodness i mean the the self-esteem confidence it's such an issue it like i actually didn't know i actually didn't know it was this bad yeah um just from like the negative so i'm talking women specifically negative self-talk they feel like they're not good enough they're spending hours and hours every day in suffering meaning that they're self-hating they think they're ugly. I mean, the list goes on. And to me, I'm like, this is, this is, um, I, and that's when I was like, you know what? I really think this has to be my purpose as well is getting these girls out of that, uh, and into the good stuff, you know, cause that's crazy, you know, like to literally spend your whole life thinking that you're worthless, worthless, ugly, undeserving. Like it's, it's just my mind because that is a mindset I never had. Mine was the opposite. I'm like, I'm beautiful. I'm great. And they're like, you're, no, you're not. You're not that great. I'm like, no, I am great. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the opposite. But, um, but which, which, by the way, still face pushback, right? Which still face pushback. Yes. Um, but that's the whole, like, self-belief. And, you know, you got to just, you know, believe in what you want to believe. And, and that's what's going to come true. Yeah. Powerful message. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, say really massive thank you for coming on the show um is is there anything that you'd like to say you know before you shoot off you know 
um, like hit people up with your links. This is time mm-hmm. to let people know about your website as well. Um, you know, as well as uh, about when your paperback book comes out as mm-hmm. well. Totally, totally, yes, add to everything. So my social media handle is Speaker Shinjini. That's S-P-E-A-K-E-R-S-H-I-N-J-I-N-I. I am on all six social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Hopefully that was six. So please follow me, find <laughs> me, DM me, start interacting with my content on all of those platforms, go-getters. And then my mission is to empower go-getters uh, to, to achieve their goals. You know, that really is it. Um, you know, goals in love, in life, in career, in business, in everything in between, right? So everything that we're doing at the DOS Media Group is with that mission in mind. Um, and so, you know, please stay tuned for that. In terms of the book, we do not have a hard release date yet, Dan, but we are looking um, at having it out, you know, pretty, pretty shortly. So please stay tuned. Um, and it is called Unapologetically Shinjini, a memoir at 26, which uh, is interesting and funny at the same time because it's young and I'm not an Olympic level gold medalist. Uh, so I'm sort of a normal person, right? Who's, yeah. um, who's here, right? So in a way, it's interesting. Um, so yes, that is coming out soon, so please stay tuned. And I think the other big thing is next year, um, so Unapologetically Shinjini sort of book tour, memoir tour in London. I would love for your peeps to stay tuned for that. Um, go get us to stay tuned for that. We are still finalizing a lot of things, Dan. And by the way, now that I know you're there, I will definitely um, stay connected with you and to you. Right now, it's pretty much London that I'm thinking about, right? Um, I'm not yeah. thinking so much about outer uh, skirts or out you know I mean there's a lot of cities right if I go and it's successful then obviously we'll think about more um, options and cities and but right now it is just London um, so I'm trying to see you know if book signings or like what what makes sense you know are we looking yeah. at a theater tour are we looking at book signings so I'm still figuring some of that stuff out but definitely next year so um, definitely how far are you from London on that note? Um, I'm a couple of hours away so like it's okay. no problem to me to come down. So I, I would, oh, I, I would, beautiful. I'll be getting, I'll definitely be getting copies of the book anyway. But Amazing. Um, I would love to come down. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, because I was gonna say, but I'm like, I don't know if you're too far, but I would love to see you. I think that would be awesome. Um, and then you know, I'm I'm looking at a very um you know widespread uh, distribution model. So first London, and hopefully then you know Worcestershire and Oxford and Cambridge and the whole nine yards. You know because. Um, London especially has a very strong entrepreneurial community, um, so does. I'm trying to tap into that as well, um, as well as the women community and women in business and this and that. So yeah, next year. So I think the tour is the other big thing that I want everybody to come to and and stay tuned about because I think that'll be really great. Um, and and yeah, I mean you know I think right now it's just about um, the book, the tour, and then also I'm building our digital platform because the demand for content um has been so overwhelming dan that i actually can't fit everything on my social media channels <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that's honestly because everyone's like oh i went through a breakup what do i do and i'm like i don't i don't know what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but, then, but then but then i'm like no you know I, I have to like you know do this and so that's when i, I sort of had this vision of my own platform right my own uh, mashable right my own buzzfeed yeah right and 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 that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be next year, hopefully. Um, so then we can start public, uh, public, public, publicizing, pu- publication, the publication off sort of this content about love, about you know career, about this. And the theme is how do you be a go getter in love? How do you Ooh. be a go getter in career? Right, because that is sort of the brand. The brand 
is go getter, go getters, whatever you want to call it. It is that it is that word. Um, and so everything that we do is an extension of that model and of that brand. Um, so yeah, please stay tuned for that because um, I'm I'm really excited for everybody, all the go getters um, who follow me to explore longer form content because you know tweets are great, YouTube videos are great, but you know they're short. Um, so I'm thinking more blog posts, you know, series. Um, interviews, articles, just longer form, more interactive content. I think that'll be really exciting Yeah. Um, for everybody to tap into. Because, I mean, I get it all. The, I was fired. What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you, and then I was like, you know what? Let me, because I, I just, I don't know. I, th I think differently. And, um, you know, what I would do in that situation is very different to what most people would do in that situation. And so that's when I was like, I think this needs a platform. Like, I, my social stuff is too small yeah. to accommodate that yeah so that's coming out next year too so stay tuned for that um but really just expansion distribution you gotta follow me engage with me on products you know we have our go get merch um kind of coming out as well um so yeah we're i mean we're ready to go now then we're ready to go yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure everyone who's listening will pick up their social media and drop me a yeah. follow so yeah totally absolutely and please once this podcast comes out please tweet it um tag me on instagram i will you know retweet repost whatever um we need to do to get this up but again i really appreciate your support dan you're amazing and you know you are truly a go-getter in every sense of the word and i'm just really honored and excited to support you on your journey in the podcast and your you know therapy practice all of it so you. you definitely have to keep me posted as well so i will do I oh, really appreciate you coming on the show and it's been an absolute pleasure. Like, uh, it's really, really excites me to have someone like you on and to be able like to pick up on your energy and roll with it. And yeah, it's just hear your story as well. Just really inspiring and amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And do you mind me asking, are you like 20, 30s more? I'm like 26. You're what? I'm 26. <laughs> oh, 26. Okay. I, I was like, oh my God, I think he's young. Um, okay, good. So we're, yeah, so you get it. So oh, we're like friends. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like buddies. I love it. I love it. No, no, thank you. Um, you know, you are, you are my, you are my audience. You know, you are the person that I'm trying to reach. Um, so, cause I'm asking age because all the things that you said you're, you know, struggling with trying to overcome, it is sort of age dependent, right? Like a 50 year old man is going yeah. through a lot of different shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was asking. They're going to have different um, problems, aren't they? Yeah. Different, which is why I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, ask you that. Um, but please let's stay in touch. Um, I would love to see you next year. And, um, yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm thankful that you understand what I'm doing. I think that's, that's what I was like, oh, because people, some people are like, still like, what do you do? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't, I, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know what you're doing. There you go. That's what matters. That's what matters. Um, and then I, I also use that as a, like, do I have to prove to you what I'm doing to be valuable? I'm not going to do that. And then, like, I don't answer them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I believe that, right? Like, I don't think that you have to, like, prove your job to someone to be worthy, right? So, in a way, I'm like, actually, nothing. I do nothing. <laughs> Am I still valuable? <laughs> I make no money. I'm poor. Am I still valuable? And so, I actually use that as, like, a... Um, you know, as a, as a like response, I'm like, do, why do I have to make a certain amount and do something that you understand for me to be respected by you? 
Yeah. Right? Like, it's about the yeah, message. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but please, uh, add me. I, think, I don't know if you got me on Facebook already or not, but add me on Facebook. Um, and uh, I would love to, you know, continue the conversation to, again, just hear about, I mean, you're like youth, right? Like the youth of Britain, of UK. You know, I just, you know, definitely want to tap into that uh, mindset and, like you're my you're my uh, you're my like army there right it's like what's going on right yeah. like, you're gonna tell me you're you're, you're my like whisper <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going on in the pubs <laughs> um yeah so i think that'd be great um but in general then like the guys like your friends 20s uh men wh- like are they happy are they like careers like what's what's how would you categorize them in like three words like are they happy are they struggling um, are they confused? I think um, I think a lot of men uh, lack uh, direction. Yeah. And like uh, your friends and stuff, like people you know. Yeah, like people I see on the whole, and then yeah, people just don't know what they want to do with themselves. Like. Yeah. Um, you know, like it took me like five years of therapy to like actually figure out that oh. Like, the thing that I'm actually in, which is therapy, is what I want to do for a living. I want to be a therapist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, like, I just looked out there. Like, you know, uh, podcasting as well. Like, it, it just came to me. Like, I just realized, like, I love talking to people. Why wouldn't I try and build a brand out of that? That's right. It just... Um, it took a I love it. lot of, like, um, a lot of soul searching and like um like reflecting and um like self-awareness i would say like you need bucket loads of that basically to figure out who you are and like uh how to make something off the top of that yeah so i think uh you're saying that they're struggling with self-awareness yeah 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 100 percent. like um do they yeah that makes sense that makes sense same here if there was something that I could, like, shove down people's throats and, like, they had no choice, it would it would just take, it would be self-awareness. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And, and a lot of, like, leaders uh, say that, which is why I'm asking um, you, because, you know, you're, you're on the ground, right? You're on the ground Yeah. Um, with people every day. Um, what do they think about women? Are they um, assholes or are they great men? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Let me let me rephrase that. No, there's you know there's still a, there's still a lot of like oh she's you know something stu- insert some stupid word. Uh, are they respectful towards women? Um, are they empowering to women or are they assholes? Like I'm just wondering, should I be like like should I, do I need to like change these guys or am I like just supporting them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's interesting because like. I don't really, like, have that many friends anymore. Like, when I told you, like, I audited my circle, like, I really, like, audited it and cut a lot.